For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. For your sports talk fix every day from four to six is Scalzo and Brust. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue. This is Scalzo and Brust. Presented by Bud Light it's a party, baby. on 94.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. It's a party, baby. Woo! It's a party, baby. Assertions from respected reporters throughout the country. Tom Pelissero, Jeff Darlington, reading the tea leaves and saying Rodgers returns to the Packers. Bob McGinn, Ty Dunn, reading their tea leaves and saying there's no way in hell the Packers would welcome him back. Who do you trust? 800-990-3776. Again, 800-990-ESPN. Twitter, at Scalzo and Bruss. You can vote there as well. We do want to hear from you. We're going to get to an epic Jason Wilde rant here shortly. But first, we're going to go to the ESPN Wisconsin talking text line to Jack in Appleton. Jack, welcome to Scalzo and Bruss. We're presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. What do you got? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got two quick things to hit on. First off, uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather not have him back on the Packers. And that's nothing to do with him or Jordan Love. But more so, Joe Barry, I do not think that this team has any legitimate Super Bowl hopes as long as we run it back with Joe Barry. And I think the ceiling's a division round exit, so I'd rather uh, move on from Rogers' contract and see what Love has than run it back with him. And then to bring it back to Badger basketball, I agree with you that uh, Chucky's got a lot of um, unfair expectations after the bank shot versus Purdue. But is anyone else tired of the ISO three uh, as our last second play uh, play call with Chucky and why that hasn't changed despite the um, no success. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for the call. Uh, we'll start thank with number one uh, point. I actually think that's really interesting. Like th- this is the reason why when Matt Lafleur went in his off season press press conference and does, does, said he doesn't expect changes to be made at the defensive coordinator position. Everyone's floating out the Jim Leonard name. Jim Leonard recently talked to the Philadelphia Eagles. They decide mutually not to do that. But like seeing that there is an opportunity for them to potentially bolster up the Joe Barry situation in which he has not reached metrics even to what Mike Pettin was, which is funny to think about considering you got rid of Mike Pettin and the guy you bring in hasn't reached what Mike Pettin has done. Like It's hard for me to argue that, yeah, I mean, I have belief in Aaron Rodgers even with his lack of playoff success. But we saw some bad plays from the defense the last couple of years, especially when I think back to 2021 when they had their best shot. That first half was despicable. So regardless, I mean, I still want Aaron Rodgers, even if Joe Barry's the coordinator. I do like his thought. To the Badgers, Chucky Hepburn, unfair expectations. Here's what I saw when I watched him play um, against Rutgers. I saw a sophomore that is always trying to do the right thing. He's trying to grow because he's young and he's like in a position where like this is a great time for him to learn. I saw someone who lacks confidence because like again, I'm not 
the fan base is going to be a fan base, but it's a different world where I think it's it's seeped in a little bit in his brain where he's now overthinking. He got the best shot of the game with 10 seconds left on the shot clock, and I saw an overthink. He's like, I don't know if this is the right shot. Like Everyone's on me if I miss this late in the shot clock. Everyone's going to think I'm shooting too much. Like That's his thought process right now. And so I and I also do agree. I want to see more. But right now, the ball's being doubled when Wall and Crawl get it. They're running like a season got one of the best shots of the game against Rutgers. Chucky is like, unfortunately, right now for you, the best option. Do I want to see him attack the rim? Yes, but he's got to learn. He's got to get better in these situations. So I'm fine with this because this is the same conversation we have with young Badger point guards. And now I'm going deep into Badger point guard talk right now. The last thing I will say is. He's like whether it was Trayvon Jackson, Bronson Koenig, Trayvon Hughes, Jordan Taylor, when they were sophomores, they were never making the right decisions. Let him learn this year, and if he's doing the same things that are making you frustrated, I'll hear you out. Ben Bross, Greg Scalzo, Scalzo and Bross, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Uh, Ryan Wollersheim holding things down at the ESPN Madison Studios. He started off the show by saying the most interesting fact about him was that Jason Wildey gave him a nickname uh, as the sommelier. Jason Wildey had an epic rant earlier today on Wildey and Tausch talking about how he would talk with Aaron Rodgers if he were Brian Gutekunst. This is what it sounded like. I would argue this if I am Goody, and I, I have not talked to Goody about this. I don't want to give the impression that I have, but if I was Goody, I would say, are you effing kidding me, man? We give you a $150 million contract, we tear up the existing deal, and you no-show for the offseason? I can't have you do that again. We went 8-9, and nine. you're bitching about your wide receivers not knowing what they're supposed to do with you, and not knowing the signals, and you're, you're throwing me under the bus, you're throwing Matt LaFleur under the bus, I need the best version of you. I want you back. I don't think Jordan is the second coming of you. I want you back. But I want you fully invested, like you were in the offseason program from 2005 through 2019. And I want you to dial back complaining about us publicly all the time. Do you think you can do that? Because if you can do those things and you can alter slightly your leadership of our young players to be understanding of how they're working through trying to live up to the expectations of a future Pro Football Hall of Famer, I want you back. But if you don't think you can do those things, then we have to have another conversation. That's what I would say to him. That is me. That's not Goody, so Dove Kleiman or whoever. And that, Jason Wilde. Putting himself in the shoes of general manager Brian Gutekunst and having some strong words for his previous co-host, Aaron Rodgers. As Aaron Rodgers' number one supporter, Greg, yes. if you were Aaron Rodgers and you heard a similar sentiment that Jason Wilde just gave as Brian Gutekunst, how would you respond? If I were Aaron and Goody started yelling at me forcefully... <laughs> about the fact that I didn't show up for the offseason and if I get paid $150 million um, that I need to behave differently, I would say, okay, I will be all in. I will do all of this stuff if you get off your lazy ass and you go and get me some freaking weapons because you say I'm complaining about you and Matt LaFleur and that, hey, I was complaining about these wide receivers not understanding hand signals. Yeah. You told me Alan Lazard was my number one receiver. The guy shouldn't be in the NFL. He's a, he's a tight end. He's a glorified tight end. Maybe he's a four. I shouldn't say he should be in the NFL. 
Give me a bottom of the barrel team. He could fit in as a, as a number three, maybe, but he's probably a number four wide receiver on any respectable NFL team. You're telling me he's my number one? Then you're going to go ahead and draft two defensive guys in the first round, mind you, after you took Jordan Love in the first round three years ago, which is the year that I should have a wide receiver popping right now because the third year with me having a wide receiver, they tend to be pro bowlers, if not all pro guys. Yeah. So you decided to take Jordan Love. You missed on your draft picks in, in, in previous years when you took four wide receivers like Jamon Moore in the fourth round. And you're sitting here telling me I need to spend more time with Alan Lazard and the second-round pick who isn't healthy ever and a fourth-round pick in Romeo Dobbs that might turn into a serviceable guy in two or three years. Do you see the gray hair on my head right now? Do you see it? I do. That means that I don't have five more years for these guys to get ready. So maybe you should have been in the discussion for A.J. Brown. Maybe you should have been in the discussion for anybody that could have freaking helped me. But instead, you screwed up. You went and messed things up with Devontae. You lost my best receiver. And so maybe the only way that I could actually get myself mentally ready for the year is to go and do a bunch of drugs in South America. <laughs> because I knew we were going to suck. Because the team around me sucked. And this Matt LaFleur guy, I've been doing more of the offensive coordinating the last three years when the team has been successful offensively. And now when we're not, you're going to blame me for it? Why don't you guys go and do some soul searching in the desert? Go and take a darkness retreat. And then we can sit down and talk about being quote-unquote all in. Because you want to know what's not all in? Feeding me freaking Bubby Tunyon off of an ACL, a makeshift offensive line, and freaking Alan Lazard is my number one wide receiver while you insist on keeping Amari Rogers, who can't even catch a damn punt. That's what I would say if I were Aaron Rodgers. Wow. That was amazing. I didn't even think I had that in me. I didn't. I mean, heck yeah. I don't know what to say. Goody doesn't have a leg to stand on. The floor doesn't have a leg to stand on. All the leverages with Aaron. And I understand how that's frustrating to the fan base and especially frustrating to the organization. But that's the position that they put themselves in. Let's get to Rob and Madison. Rob, welcome to Scalzo and Bros, presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. What do you got? Loving your ranch, brother. You're almost sounding like, what's that, Stephen M. Smith? Is that his name? That's Greg it. Scalzo, a.k.a. Stephen A. Smith, baby. Yeah. There you go. I mean, those ranch, I mean, I'm liking them. I'm liking them. But, you know, sure, Goody hasn't done everything possible. But, Aaron, look at the playoff runs when he just doesn't have, you know, he's always going after his guy and not going through the whole promotions there, or I don't know the aggressions. exact words. Yeah. But aggressions. There you go. There you go. And there's been wide-open guys that have cost the game, or there's been wide-open runs that have cost games with Aaron. He just, you know, I've heard, I heard someone this morning, they were talking that he just didn't have the mo- mobility and he might have not done all the work he could have in the offseason last year. When, you know, obviously he should have been more in on that one stupid week. It would have helped a little bit. But none of us know about the play calling when there's Aaron in there. Sure, he may see something, but it's not the total Matt LaFleur offense either. Rob, do you think Aaron Rodgers wants to win? I do, but I still think he's 
I I don't think he's running the offense. But, like he should. But if he I thought don't the think offense he's got what it he, should be. If he thought the offense was worth running, do you th- don't you think he'd run? The guy won MVP two of the last three seasons. So let's not act like he struggled. No, I no, get. but, you know, he's had a lot of coaches through the years, a lot of QB coaches. And, you know, sure, LaFleur says just to not piss off Aaron. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let him control this. But I guarantee it, there's been plenty of times that he's gone against the book, against the grain, you know, but you have to put a little bit on Aaron, too, when it comes to, you know, it'd be great to have Devontae yet. Sure. And Goody messed up the contract, but Devontae wanted to go, especially when he didn't know Aaron's future. So you can't blame it completely on And thank you for the call. you got to go... No, you can't blame it. And Rob, Thanks he made some great call. points. Like, playoff-wise, yeah, he's had disappointing playoff games, especially the last two that he lost against Tampa Bay at home and against San Francisco at home. I completely buy that. I do. I just think it's really easy to play the results in the one time he misses out on the off-season program. They have a down year. We blame it on the off-season program. He wasn't at the off-season program the year before, and he won the MVP. He wasn't at it the year before that. He won the MVP. Nobody said, man, how much better could they have been if he was at the off-season program? I mean, look, that's the biggest thing to me is, like, the 2021 playoff game against the Buccaneers, I still believe that Matt LaFleur's first year, unfortunately, that was their best chance to win, and Matt LaFleur, as a head coach, wasn't ready for that moment. He just wasn't. He was new, he was green, and when it was third and goal, there was a bad communication or no communication between him and Aaron Rodgers and his lack of experience hurt them by giving the ball to the MV- they, they had The ball was in the MVP's hand, and they gave it to the greatest of all time, and Brady put an end to that. 2022, uh, or maybe I'm... You do this is no. second year. It's before Se- second year. Well, yeah. then, and, but I guess first- what I'm going is with the next year... Yeah, I can hear the Rodgers complaints. That was frustrating as all hell. Number one seed at home in the cold. They put up seven points. Unacceptable. 800-990-3776. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a call. 800-990-ESPN. We'll keep talking Green Bay Packers. Um, we'll play the rest of what Jason Wilde had said. It is Skelzo and Bross presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. Bud Light talking Green Bay Packers. Jason Wildey, great rant, putting himself in the position of Brian Gutekunst, telling Aaron Rodgers, hey, look, we paid you all this money. You no-showed for the offseason. You told us the wide receivers suck after not working with them. Uh, You blamed me and and Matt LaFleur for a bunch of stuff. If you come back, we want you back, but we need you fully invested in every aspect of what we do. And for those who missed it, Greg Scalzo answered as Aaron Rodgers and told Goody to get off his lazy ass and actually bring me some weapons outside of fourth-string wide receiver Alan Lazard, who's a better blocker than he is a catcher. That is true. Uh, this is how Jason Wilde ended his rant earlier today on Wilde and Tosh 9 to noon across these very stations. In an answer where he could have just left it at, well, it's voluntary, we can't make anybody do anything, the fact that he flat out said, well, we invest a lot in these guys, we would like them to invest in the same in us, if you don't understand that that is a very clear statement to one person and one person only, whose absence, by the way, led to a bunch of other guys not coming either, 
then I can't help you, in the words of Winston Moss. The idea that a general manager is blaming a handful of veterans missing a couple weeks of practice in the springtime for the fact that he put together an 8-9 and team this season is laughable. I understand he'd be frustrated. He should be frustrated. You still rather have Aaron there than not have him there. But the idea, again, that there's a leg to stand on for Goody to be upset with Aaron Rodgers when the team, once again, that he built, the roster, that this is all him now, right? He didn't he didn't pick Aaron Rodgers, but he put this together. He's built this team. He's got his fingers on the lever. He's got the ability to sign free agents, re-sign guys like Devondre Campbell and Russell Douglas. Who or really trade for veterans. Like he's, uh, never mind. Yes. He has the ability to trade for veterans, which he thought he could do under the franchise, uh, with Darren Waller under the franchise tag, and then learn that he couldn't. So he needs to figure that out a little bit more. Uh, and, and, uh, and he's got the ability through the draft to have drafted meaningful playmakers over the last few years or use that draft capital to make an impact, and the idea that he would be pinpointing missing spring voluntary OTAs as the reason why his team missed the playoffs is bananas. Bonkers. Yes, once again, we keep doing the same thing, Greg. Because once again, they were the number one seed. I'm sorry. I'll let you go. Yeah, no, go they, ahead. they were the number one seed for back to back years in the NFC, and Aaron Rodgers didn't attend uh didn't attend that. I was just gonna reiterate that further. I all I was gonna add is that we keep doing the thing where it's like when it doesn't go our way, oh my gosh, how did he miss OTAs? Well, it went your way the two years prior. If you were screaming to the high heavens that I can't believe he missed OTAs, like he's at the end of his career, I think it could be really beneficial for the team if he was there for those seven days. Like, like if you're consistent with that message, I'm cool with it. And it, like, I like in every aspect we do this in all levels of sports. It's the same thing that's happened with what happened with Greg Gard recently, and everyone the conversation around the Badger basketball team. Oh, he went to Sweet Sixteens with Bo's guys. Yeah, Bo couldn't win with those guys, and he left the program. Guard deserves credit for winning with those guys. But 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 it was Bo's guys. Bo didn't do anything with them. It's like we pick and choose when the narrative fits. If you want to be consistent and be like, you know what? Greg Guard, it was like with those guys that Bo had after back-to-back Final Fours only made it to a Sweet 16. If you had that narrative then, and then as things have progressed, you would, hey, look at the lack of tournament success since he couldn't get it done with Bo's guys. I would take that. But everyone was praising him for those Sweet 16s in the moment. But now things aren't going well. So you see where I'm going here? I totally If you're going to give credit for one thing, you can't go retroactively back and not give it for another. 800-990-3776, the number to get into the show. Uh, Is it time for Take 5? Take 5. Check in. Ryan Wollersheim. How's it going, boys? So, Ryan, you're going to have right. to fill out like one of these about me's for the company, and you have to put interesting facts on there. So I feel like we're... We're prepping you. It sounds like Ben is bullying you, but I feel like we're just helping you prepare for this task that you have ahead of you. Hey, Chris, can we get some uh, primetime yeah. football music? Oh, we could play. I, I like the Wooly Wooly. Yeah, Wooly Wooly works. This is good. Hey, it's take off on his name. Yeah, yeah. it's all right. For those who All missed right, it, well, Ryan Wollersheim, really, really, really boring so, so far. Well, no, that's, I don't know, it's a little inappropriate. So you've got one fact. You were nicknamed by Jason Wilde as the sommelier. You've got a second fact that you won a Milwaukee Press Club Award for a article you wrote 
on uh, youth football. On youth football. And I think those are the two that we have right now. Yes, out of my four takes, that's what I've gotten out so far. So, no shame in trying for number five. Yeah, um, no, this is great. So, the constructive bullying has, has helped me, and it made me realize I should go back and look at that very same About Me card that I made for the company when I got promoted to a new full-time position recently. And I realized that I did take a trip. Appreciate it. I did take a trip to New Orleans in the last year. It was a great trip. Ben mentioned that taking trips accounts, I guess, so I'll throw that on there. You have to be uh, messing with trip, me, dude. <laughs> this has to be a bit. This would be Hold the greatest on. this would be the greatest bit in radio history. <laughs> He's telling us about the craziest thing that happened to him in New Orleans. Alright, right? that's where he was going. Right, you better have seen some boobs and got some beads or something, dude. Well, that's not very crazy for New Orleans, I would say. But anyway, oh, I lost lost my debit card the first night. Fat Cat's, uh, Fat Cat's Bar, excuse me. Um, turned out Tasha had it at the bar. Got back there. Uh, it had already been canceled. It had already been uh, not defrauded, but I thought I was. Um, anyways, stayed up till 4 a.m. that night finding that and prowling the streets of Bourbon Street for about uh, about 12 hours that day looking for it. Did you ever so fall down the that stairs? That was one of the crazier things that Did you happened. ever fall down the stairs into Rick's Cabaret there on Bourbon Street? Didn't didn't make my way to Rick's. All right. No, okay. no, just, All right. We uh, own stock there, if you didn't know. Fat Cats. Really? Trade, trading over $30, yeah. Though, I believe. Yeah. yeah, Rick's Cabaret. Good yeah. time. Rick's Cabaret, okay. Yeah, you All know right. what? Well, I'm sorry I didn't help increase the stock does price. It, does this help his stock with you, Ben? It does. Okay. Anyone who's wandered around <laughs> New Orleans uh, from midnight to 4 a.m. scores a point in my book. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan Wollersheim. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll come back. See, we're building out your... Um, we're building. I was wrong, actually. Rick's is trading at eighty five dollars right now. So, yeah, yeah. If you got in a few years ago when we did, you're in good shape. Eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. Number to get in the show. Benny, tell us about BioSpectrum Health. Uh, it's amazing, and I think uh, Ryan Wollersheim needs to check it out ASAP so we can get more interesting things about him when he's on, you know, those Delta 9 gummies, relaxing, chilling, having some fun at his house, baby. BioSpectrumHemp.com. Use promo code BRUST30 for 30% off. Right now, you know, if you want that fun, chill vibe, you got the Delta 9 gummies. Great price point, plus 30% off. Not going to get any better. But for old Benny over here, washed up athlete, I'm thinking about my Wednesday uh, basketball league Sunday and Saturday pickup. I got some plantar fascia. So I'm using the anti-inflammatory ingredients in their CBD to alleviate that muscle and joint pain that I got in my foot. It's been amazing, providing that relief. Day by day, I'm getting better. Thanks to my great friends at Biospectrum Hemp. Go to biospectrumhemp.com. Use Brust30 for 30% off. That's Brust30 for 30% off. Mark Tauscher, Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer, joins us next on Scalzo and Ross. We are presented by the world's greatest beer, Bud Light. song now because I get so excited every time I hear it because it means that we here on Scalzo and Ross are joined by our friend and teammate here every day night to noon on Wilde and Tausche's Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher. Tauscher, how's it going? 
doing awesome. Uh, safe and sound at home, so I don't have to worry about all this weather. You guys be safe out there. Is it bad outside? Because we can't see outside, and it wasn't bad when we came into the studio, but you're scared of well, me. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a little dicey. Yeah, it'd be okay. very, very Should very we follow good. each other home? We could do that. You guys should. You guys should probably just sleep at the studio to make sure uh, vital personnel can be there in case it gets worse tonight. <laughs> uh, that's not going to happen. But Taushi, I want to ask you. We got we replayed the uh, uh, the the big time rant from Jason Wildey. Uh, God, that was good, wasn't it? It was. Proud of him. Uh, totally out of character for him. I could not. I couldn't agree more, Benny. It was fun to be a part of. Absolutely. Uh, I want to know if Goody and Aaron were to actually get into an argument and Goody was uh, telling Aaron, hey, you weren't all in, you missed these spring OTAs, and Aaron responded with, look at my weapons, you lost me, Devontae, you only brought in Sammy Watkins. Who wins that argument? Ooh, it's, a, it's a really great question, and I think you know we always kind of pick sides and we kind of find what narrative we can look at, and I am a Goot stan. I also am a Rogers stan, so I'm kind of caught in the middle of this. But Johnny you can make hedge. a really good argument. I would probably pick – no, there's no hedge. I'm going to say Goot. I think the lack of you know talent that we saw on offense this year, especially on the uh, – you know out on the perimeter, was pretty – you know, it was pretty glaring. So you can blame Aaron, and you could say that he should have been there and he should have done those things, and all of that can be true. But if I have to pick, yeah, I think that, you know, counting on Sammy Watkins to be a vital part of your offense was a huge misstep. Trading Devontae Adams was a huge misstep. Uh, drafting these young guys is not a misstep. I think all, I think at least two of these guys are going to be really good players, but not right away. And understanding Aaron Rodgers and how he operates, I think there's just kind of a fundamental uh, miscue by Goody in that regard, but I still think the way he's building his roster and trying to build it up, whether it's going to be Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, I think the offense is going to be a lot better uh, in 23 than it was in 22. Are the Packers fooling themselves into thinking... Which way do you guys lean on that? I'm going to jump in I, early with my question. Which way do you lean on that? I agree. I think that Rodgers has a lot more to stand on. I don't think it means that Goody's horrible at his job, but I do think that they mismanaged a lot of things, and I kind of wish that Goot and that Packers team would have been willing to play chicken with Devontae and say, we're franchise tagging you, and yeah. you could sit yeah. out and, uh, and see what happened there. And you know what? If Devontae and Aaron both missed offseason training, uh, but they both were there in the regular season, this team wouldn't have been 8-9. Yeah. yeah, I really wonder what would have happened. Devontae wasn't going to miss out on a big payday. I really do wonder... Looking back, I understand you, you know, like Mike Tomlin said, you don't want hostages, you want volunteers. But I do wonder, you knew Devontae was really good. I'm fascinated to find out why they made the decision they did to trade him. It is, it's, I hope somebody eventually tells us because it wasn't that Devontae wasn't going to play. I agree. He would have. It would have been, he would have been unhappy, but he eventually would have come around. It's an interesting question about what, how that all played out. Taoshi, there's a uh, a fun series coming out on Netflix about quarterbacks. I believe well, they're going to focus. You were totally disinterested in that, weren't you, Ben? You were chomping to get that question out. You didn't want to go down the Devontae Road at all, did you? No, I mean, we've done it all show. I mean, I, I got your opinions. People don't hear mine again. Fair enough. Uh, quarterback show, we got Kirk Cousins. We got a bunch of different guys being oh, highlighted. that 80 Olympic hockey team anniversary today, huh? No, no, no. I, no you're listening to my question. You're answering, big fella. 
if you could choose any quarterback to watch a feature on, who you picking? Oh, uh, I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. No, of, of all time. Any guy. You just asked. Uh, I, I mean, the Joe Montana, Steve Young thing would have been really interesting to watch. Um, I think that probably would be right up there. If you're looking for just fun and foolishness, it's got to be Kenny the Snake Stabler. I mean, back in the day, Lord knows what, and I don't know if he would have been the same if he had a Netflix camera floating around with him, but Peyton, the Peyton Manning, the end of his era, when he had a bunch of stuff happen to him in Indy, that would be good. It is such a great idea that Peyton and his uh, production team put together because you're getting a cross-section of everything. you got a guy that left his team and was a bust of a player in Mariota, you have the definition of, like, the 15th-ranked quarterback that people don't really like but is good enough to play in Kirk Cousins, and then you have the best player in the league. So I can't wait for this documentary, and I wish they would have done this years ago. Those would have been two or three examples that I'd have. Who would you have picked? It's a really good question, Ben. I'm glad you asked it. Um, I, I think, like, when you God. said Aaron Rodgers right away, I, I would love, like, for all the Favre stories we hear about, like Favre Rodgers, Favre off the field, Farv and Chewy, like I hear these stories on the radio. I want real life, like I want to see these but stories play out. I don't out. think people would do it, Ben. I don't think you're going to see the same thing. That's why the generate it's it's a different era. You're not going to have the same uh, loose cannon crew that you know Kenny Stabler and Farv and you know John Elway. I don't know what the guys in the '80s did. I guarantee it wasn't as sanitized as it is now. So, uh, yeah, I agree, but you really think they'd be doing that if there was a Netflix camera crew rolling with them? I don't think they would. I guess that we were living in a hypothetical world, but uh, I guess not anymore. Well, I mean, it would. Be, I think, first off, it's going to be interesting anytime you can get through, if they're giving you all access, which I hope they do, and to get inside the mind and how this whole thing works and to get to see how it works in Kansas City with Mahomes and how – Kirk Cousins reacted to some of the stuff that happened to him, and the it is such a great idea. I love that they're doing it, and I think it will blow hard knocks and any of the other stuff out of the water because people just care more about quarterbacks. They want to know everything about them. If you're you know in Kansas City or Minnesota, I think from a national standpoint, I, I we're going to eat this up. I think it's going to be a huge hit. Uh, Netflix knows what they're doing, man. They they just constantly are putting out oh, the PGA Tour thing is good. Eh, um, I didn't think it was that great, but I, I love is blind. I mean, you just start going through the <laughs> list of things they're putting out. What's amazing? I'll give one Netflix thing. What's amazing is how the cheapest productions for them a lot of times are their biggest hits. Like you see all these other you know streaming services paying millions all of millions money, yeah. of dollars for like big time productions. It's like Tiger King. Bigger than any of Yeah, and I, by the way, you guys owe Carol Baskin a huge uh, apology. She never did murder her husband, allegedly. Look, he's alive, right? Yeah, he's living. Everybody thought that she put him in the tiger den. And it turns out the guy's living his life down in, I don't know where he's at, but he's still alive. Tyus, so, do you know I, Ryan Wollersheim? I do. Wooly. The Wooly Mammoth. What's the most interesting thing you know about Ryan Wollersheim? He is not part of the wine conglomerate. What the hell does that mean? I mean, we, that's why Jason calls him the sommelier, remember? Uh, the winery. A, a winery, yes. All right, that was a dud. R R Ryan's really been struggling to 
create fun facts about himself, so I figured I'd source it out to people that might spend oh, time with him. Gave you, I gave you one, and I didn't even hesitate. Well, we heard about that one, and it stunk. Taoshi, who wins a tag team match? Uh, is it Tom Pelissero and Jeff Darlington believing that Aaron Rodgers uh, is coming back to Green Bay, or is it Ty Dunn and Bob McGinn who believe that the Packers have turned the page on Aaron Rodgers? You talking about like a fight or whose stories are more credible? What what are we talking about? Whichever way you want you to choose. take it. I asked the question. You take it however you want. I mean, I think I, I want to I want to hear both answers actually, but yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think Pelissero is a lot younger. I mean, Darlington both look like they're pretty fit. Bob been covering the team for forty years. He's you know he's got that grit. Older, I think. I think physically, I don't know Ty. I don't know how strong he is. I, I'm guessing he'd probably be a pretty good little scrapper. So, But I'm going to go with the young guns on that. And from a story standpoint, I think there's some truth uh, in both. But I, just looking at it from a, my perspective and kind of getting an understanding, Bob took some liberties with his own opinions uh, in some of that. It, it's Aaron Rodgers never backing up Jordan Love. Like, come on. Nobody ever thinks that. But So that completely bunkified that. And the fact that they think Jordan Love is Rodgers 2.0, not buying that for a minute either. Um, I really believe the reporting and why we spent so much time on our show this morning is because that's kind of the vibe you're getting and that the Packers really they, – they gave that contract to Aaron. Everything pointed to keeping him, having him retire as a Packer, and we still have to wait to hear from Aaron, but it just makes a ton of sense. Everything that was coming out of Darlington – uh, this morning on Get Up, and what Pelissero said yesterday, all of it just lines up with the money. And as we know, and all the president's men, Benny B, follow the money. That's what usually, you can listen to what people have to say. They can love you. They can tell you how great you are. Let me see the cash. And ben, if that's what dictates it, that typically tells you what direction people are going to go. Benny, what historic event is uh, All the President's Men based on? I believe an Oscar award-winning film. Is All the yeah, President's what based on? All the President's Men, the movie that was just quoted and referenced by Tosh. Dude, I don't know. It's been a rough week with with, uh, our, with yesterday. Like, I don't want to... I don't it's water, go Watergate. Yeah, no, it's boring. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Really? You don't know anything about Watergate? No, it was just like the Nixon he didn't thing. Know, he didn't know what D-Day was, Tashi. So uh, I, Benny, I, do you know what president was revolved around Watergate? Nixon. There you go. You, yesterday you answered that Nixon was the president to enter the country into World War II. It all blends in. Like, what, the, what was, when was Watergate? Oh, oh, right. 60s? Thank you, Tashi. Unless you've got anything else for us. No, I'm good, boys. Just... Just think of the greatest sports moment in the history of American sports happened, I think, 40-some-odd years ago today, and that should be honored and celebrated in a big way. Shout-out our guy, uh, Mark Johnson. Indeed. Thanks, Tausche. See ya. Tausche's worked with our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, and he's had a fantastic experience, as have I, on two separate homes Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin does it better with better product, 
more quality than anybody else that you could possibly work with if you're looking to replace your windows and doors. They can help dramatically lower your energy costs year-round, replacing your drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. Heck, they busted out some windows in my house, put in doors in February, took them less than 24 hours. The installers were incredible, and it looks like it's been in my house for years. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty of quality craftsmanship of Pella windows and doors. Lock in your prices by February 28th and get 0% interest for up to 48 months. That's two years, 0% interest. Do not waste any time. You got a week to get that appointment locked in. PellaWI.com slash radio. PellaWI.com slash radio. Tell them that we sent you. I just got some breaking news that I'll break on the other side. I found out the most interesting fact about Ryan Wollersheim. It's interesting. I have some other breaking news as well. We'll have a breaking news off next. It's Galzo and Rustin. If you're on the line, stay right there. 800-990-3776. 800-990-ESPN. We are presented by Bud Light. Talking in my sleep at night, making myself crazy. If you are driving, be safe. But if you need to stop because you don't have food, don't think ahead like me. I got plenty of these. Get a screaming Sicilian pizza. There's no better way to hunker down in the cold in this winter ice storm. When I think of ice storm, I think of sitting inside and eating some delicious pizza. And whatever, whatever brand of Palermo's that is, Connie's Urban Pie, Primo Thin, but most importantly, the Screaming Sicilian, because it's so screaming good. Two and a half feet of stuffed crust in their I'm stuffed crust, stuffed crust cheese pizza. The OG Screamings from the Holy Pepperoni. To the Boss Hog, the best is revenge. And Chris Larson, are you with me? Yeah. The Mambo Italiano. Mumbo. He did it with you. Here he did it. Find your screaming pleasure in your local grocer's freezer. 800-990-3776. Quickly welcome Carter and Grafton. Carter, welcome to Scalzo and Ross. What do you got? Hey, guys. So as you wrap up today, a couple hours before tip, two Badger basketball questions for you. Uh, Greg, I'll let you think about this one while Ben's answering my next question. Uh, speaking of ice storm, uh, over under longest scoring drought today, three and a half minutes. Uh, for the Badgers. And then, Ben, uh, yesterday we had talked a little bit about Greg's guys versus Bo's guys in tournament success. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you a little bit about in terms of just depth of Bo's rosters compared to Greg's rosters, It's and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like on this team we have, like, five guys, and we don't even name names because they're college kids, but five guys at the end of this bench that are never going to play and should never play, and I don't think he has a plan for them to play. Um, was the depth ever that big of a concern when you were in college? And that's my question. Thank uh, you, first question, I'm going to go under. Iowa is a sieve at defense. I agree. Um, uh, and then second question was very long-winded, and you kind of answered it yourself about the guys that are the bottom five. Like, they're going to, like I mentioned. you got to be more concise here. Just give me an answer. They're going to replace them. All right, breaking news. we got breaking news. We have a breaking news off. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's trying to tell you. Be quick. Be, be, be direct. Oh, it's not answer. my strength. Like meandering on a yes or no answer. What's your breaking news? Ryan Wollersheim. His yes. brother was an eighth round draft pick by the Mets. Oh, I don't think that is that interesting about uh, Ryan though? Yeah, because it's more interesting than anything yeah, he said. That's mean. Go ahead, Ryan. This is a low point. This is definitely a low point for me. 
though, Ben, I do have something interesting about me that I think you would like. Hit me. Something new about me. I did. I did just recently start reading a new book, and hey! it's been pretty riveting. All right. That's uh, it. My, what do you think about that? that that's it. My uh, my breaking Dude, news. This is the best bit you've ever had, Ryan Wollershine, <laughs> providing me absolutely nothing every time we go to you. Uh, speaking of producers on Scalzo and Bros. This one, very interesting. My breaking news, Ooh. Alex G made the pro Frisbee team the Radicals. We now have a pro athlete, a professional athlete, part of the Scouts One Bus family of one former professional athlete, Ben Bus, now a current professional athlete. Wollershine might write a fluff piece for G now. G, Alex G, pro Frisbee Athlete. That's very impressive. We've got Black History always coming up next. A special two-hour program starring Telly Hughes, Tony Smith, Tori Lowe coming up next across all these stations.